Hey, Peter. That was good. Yeah. That was a good... That was good. Joe Swanson, man. Hey everyone, well, welcome to the Three Shells Podcast. This is the 16th episode, wow. bear-themed. Oh my. Cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Ted. That's why Ted. We, that's why I brought up Family Guy. Both of them, by the way. And The Revenant. The Revenant. Which, if you haven't seen it, or you haven't heard about what it's about, um, then you might not understand why we're talking about it. Yeah, you gotta... If, if you haven't seen the movie, well, actually, no, because like the whole point of the movie... And revolves around yeah. That's what I mean. That if you haven't heard about it, then you probably yeah. You really do you think there's people that haven't heard about the Revenant? It's been enough time. You it's know? been enough time. Yeah. I feel like well, because it was Leo's first. It was his first Oscar. Yeah. But... So like, I feel like naturally people would just hear about it. Mm-hmm. But then again, when it came out, it made a lot of waves. We'll we'll, we'll get, get to, to the that. Revenant. The first thing I want to talk about, and it ties into what you've been seeing recently. Uh, you want to say what you've been. Trying to, what you, what you've been attempting to get into again? Yeah. So what I've been attempting to get into again is the MCU, uh, more specifically Phase Four, because I have not seen any, or I did not see a single thing from Phase Four except for the Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, and Far From Home. Right. Even though you said before in the car that Far From Home isn't actually part of Phase Four, it's like an in between between Phase Three and Phase Four. Yeah, and it it came out like um like. I think it was like three or four months after Endgame. You know, it was relatively recently, so it was still in that like zeitgeist. Well, I mean, like the whole part of the whole plot of the movie happens like mm-hmm. because of the events of Endgame. Yeah, of course. That's. I like, feel like okay, everything. you'll 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 see, but a lot of the, a lot of the plots in Phase Four have to do with the things in Endgame. So. Well, I mean, yes, but so you want to say what you've seen recently? Yeah. So literally today. Before Ethan came to record this podcast, I finished up WandaVision and I binged WandaVision in less than two days. It's to be fair, it's a pretty short series. Only it's nine episodes, but yeah. it's only like thirty. It's like 40 a sitcom, minutes. you know. Well, literally, yeah. yeah for, the, for the first couple episodes, I have a hot take on WandaVision. I've had a lot okay. of people tell me that it's this like the is best thing. Yeah. that it's one of the best. Not only the not only like one of the best things in Phase Four, but one of the best things that Marvel's ever done. There, so mm-hmm. I'm. I'm just gonna tell you. I I wasn't. I really wasn't that big a fan for the first half of the show. And I, I know. And apparently, I have a weird decision. I mean, keep in mind, right. this is this is like my raw thoughts. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna rewatch it. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. But before before I, I say yeah. why I like the second half more than the first half, I like the first half. Don't think that I didn't. Mm-hmm. But. As someone like I already know that Wanda makes it past this. Like I, I know I, I haven't seen in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. But I know that Multiverse of Madness Has happens Wanda. directly after this. Yeah. So I know that Wanda becomes a Scarlet Witch. I, I know how it I knew how it was gonna end. Mm-hmm. Your expectations were in check, yeah, kind yeah. of. So I'm telling you, when this mo- when the show it feels like a movie, Loki. It does. When the show Loki. Um <laughs> Wow. I'm gonna be watching I'm, that. I'm gonna wow. be watching that tomorrow. Wait, let me tell you about Loki. Um, no, spoilers, no spoilers. I won't tell you anything. But or actually, I, 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 I might watch. I might watch. Falcon uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna get to the watch order, but before that, um, when the show first came out, mind blown. Pe- right? People, no, no. People's like expectations were crazy. They were expecting like Professor X, Magneto to show up, Mephisto, all these crazy theories, and Why? like, it, and when it ended up being spoiler alert, but the show's been out. 
for two for two two through two years. So when it's revealed to be Agatha, um, some to be honest, D-list you know supervillain instead of you know Magneto, which was so ridiculous to expect. Um, yeah. I understand you know I understand why people like the 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 hatred towards it towards the end of it kind of like was really like strong, but I feel like it's died off and it's looked upon fondly honestly because. It is honestly, I'll be honest, it is one of the best phase four things. Uh, that, and see, this is why yeah. that that's exactly why I'm very nervous about getting into phase four. Mm-hmm. Listen, can I tell you something? Yeah, what? Honestly, like I haven't seen everything. I haven't seen everything, every every TV show, and I'm. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, watch every movie. Watch only specific TV shows. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna be fucking watching She-Hulk Attorney. She-Hulk. I actually saw She-Hulk the whole thing, and it wasn't. I honestly thought it wasn't that bad, even before all that. Yeah, just, just like specifically raw thoughts about WandaVision. Uh huh. I'm not gonna say it was overhyped because I genuinely I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and honestly, like, was Emily Osborne? Is that whoever the what? What's her name? Oh, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. I was, yeah. I was close. Which is funny because she's like. You know, related to the Olsen twins, and it's like the sitcom whole sitcom thing. Dude, she was amazing in, in yes. the entire series. Yes, and same same with Vision. Same same with the guy mm-hmm. who plays Vision, who's oh, also in other stuff shit. too. I'm blanking on the name. It's not that I didn't like the first half. It, it like they did something very different for Marvel, and I know for a lot of people, like it was they really really loved that. It just it it didn't it didn't hit that hard for me I, I didn't really think it was like too crazy in fact that to be honest i was kind of bored for like the first two episodes the third one when it switches to the 70s for okay first off i love that the, like going in between it like all through the decades yeah. that was so fucking sick yeah but for the 50s and 60s one especially like the first the first two are just like they feel so like they're acting they play they're very they're very straight yeah, they play it, like an actual sitcom. Yeah, it, and it's like you have like the little brief moments yeah. where like it breaks. But it, I think it it, I think break. it's I think it's cool because this was Marvel's first TV show, and yeah. it's kind of meta meta that they're using the TV show format like mm-hmm. literally in in the first show. Dude, I, you should have seen my reaction. I was laying on bed right behind me, and I'm not gonna lie, I was a little I was a little stoned watching uh-huh. it last night. Yeah, I, I was just binging it, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna smoke a little bit. And Malcolm, Malcolm in, the middle, in the middle, yeah. I, I was like, "Holy shit!" They have Heisenberg within a TV show. Here's the within thing, yeah. Wandavision. I flipped my shit. Here's I was the, like, "That is so fucking here's, cool." Here's I love thing. Malcolm in the yeah, middle. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. That's the point. Like, there's a there. Are, yeah. And like, I'm sure I don't. There's probably little. There's a very minority, but there, I'm sure there's probably like an eight year old. MCU fan that's like, hey, I, I, you know, they ripped off, or maybe like people that they like the I Dick love Van Dyke show, yeah, but or maybe fans that just like that type of shit. Maybe they or have more appreciation My, of it. You I know? did catch some shit from like Bewitch, where like it would like the camera would stop and like it would like it would do like a little like brief pause you can yeah, tell it's edited I, and to that, be honest, that's bewitched and my, my parents used to watch bewitched on yeah, like reruns i don't yeah to be honest i i was never like a sitcom kid i never really watched too many sitcoms so Me like i only i yeah I, I recognized the malcolm in the middle and like the obviously the office thing because you know we were the office that. From the 2000s um what what did you like about the ending so some people that i'm close with that they they talk about the show a lot and they really really liked the show like they they love wandavision they think it's the best thing that marvel's ever done and it was hyped up to me over the summer. And I'm not like, 
I'm not gonna lie, I, I did watch this partly because this person watched it and so they were talking up so much and I was like, all right, I gotta eventually see it. And I figured now would be a good time to catch up with Marvel because I've had a huge falling out after after Endgame, besides the Spider Man movies, I I just couldn't give a shit. And they're, they're introducing, like... To be honest, I think most people only watch those Marvel movies because of Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah, I was, I was one you of those know? people. Yeah. And Thor. I like Thor. Yeah, but Thor was kind of like a sidekick, to be honest. Not in hindsight. Like, let's be honest here. Yeah. Thor was kind of like a, a comic relief well, and not like a main lead of okay. the whole series, you know? I, I enjoy the first Thor movie. Yeah. I haven't I haven't rewatched The Dark World because The Dark World. Yeah. Although, at Loki... After okay. Endgame, yeah. After Endgame, I I might actually rewatch Dark World again no, don't, because don't. no 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 it's not, I, I'm gonna rewatch all of them again. Oh, you know it's cool because it does tie in. It's the Endgame. first. It's Endgame the first time where the, they actually the Infinity uh, yeah, the Ether. The, they thing, actually yeah. mention like the power of the stones, yeah. even though the Tesseract movie's is... incredibly boring. Though I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah, it really isn't, is. isn't it the hold up. Who, who's the main? Who's the main? The, 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 it's like the um, Dark Elf. I I don't remember. I don't remember his name. Um, I Paul Bettany is the guy who plays Vision, Paul by the Bettany. way. Yeah, uh, he, was, he was there from the beginning too. He he played uh, the Jarvis in Iron oh, Man, so yeah. he's like one of the OGs. Um, he played Jarvis, and in... he's the voice Jarvis. Oh, the voice. Yeah, so that's uh, why they used him in Vision. You know, but Wanda like WandaVision, I'll I'll give it this, dude. It is it is such a unique, not even for the MCU. It's just a unique show, show in general. Yeah. And did you like the flashbacks with her? Is that why you like showing? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, when it like when it opened up and it started showing more backstory and it started to explain, it started to like unravel like how they got there. That was really really cool to me, and I like the side characters, like the one the 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 one what 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 is it? What the what the hell is her name? Oh, Monica Rambo. Yeah, Monica like Monica yeah, Rambo. She's gonna be in the where Marvels. she's. Yeah, yeah. where she's introduced in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, one? yeah. And, and was that when she was younger, like like as the girl? Uh, yeah. She's the. I dude. think she's the little girl in the nineties. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dude, seventies? No. Yeah. No, it, the, the movie took place in the nineties. Captain Captain Marvel took place in the nineties. Yeah, because the blockbuster. Remember, she crashes down in the That's blockbuster. Right. Yeah. I mean, I watched Captain Marvel. With yeah, Jimmy. but it's a very forgettable movie. It, yeah, very forgettable. Dude, all I remember, the only I thing I remember I can't believe they didn't take movie, advantage of the 90s setting. They really didn't. Like, they did one gag, and that's it. The only thing I remember from that, the two things I remember from the movie, is that there's, like, a double cross. There's, yeah. there's, there's and like Sam Jackson's in it, de-aged. There's a bait and switch. Sam Samuel L. Jackson de-aged, but then also the cat scratching Samuel L. Jackson, so that way he has where's yeah, the Yeah, it's That's funny because in, thing in I the MCU he says, like, something like, you don't want to meet the person who gave me the scar or something yeah, like that. That's the fucking it's cat. cat. Um, but the, the yeah. flashbacks with, 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 with Sokovia, is yeah. the, those were cool. It gave backstory mm-hmm. where I think it was needed. Here's a fun fact. Uh-huh. I've never actually seen the entirety of age of ultron i've only ever seen like the battle and the age of ultron people talk shit about it you th- i think you it's, th- don't you think it's I, good right I, I think it's like it's not it, it, it it's, it's like the worst avengers movie it, it's it's good when you're watching all of them together you know what i mean because yeah. it's like a it's like a midpoint like like season you, you know, know it's like a s- midpoint season you know thing. Sad, though and i like to Honestly, you have to look at these movies now like episodes of TV. You can't yeah. look at them as individual things. They're just too connected. The, the it's issue, just too connected. The you know? issue that I have with that's Age of Ultron, kind of the problem they're having now with the movies. The issue that I have with Age of Ultron is that it is 
over completely overshadowed, outclassed by Captain America: Civil War. Captain uh, America. Yeah. I don't. I, I just. Don't, you can't compare them because you have the Avengers in in. in but so, oh, that's true. But Civil yeah, War has true. all the that's all the yeah, characters yeah, 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 and yeah. and more because it introduces yeah, Black I'm, Panther. I'm sorry, and I was Spider-Man. thinking of Winter Soldier. I was thinking of Winter Soldier. Well, yeah. I mean, Winter Soldier is, yeah. is a better movie, in my opinion, than than Age of Ultron. Yeah. Did you like the villain of WandaVision though? Agatha. Yeah. The Coven of Darkness, or whatever they're yeah. calling the series. Here's here's the thing, man. I kind of saw it from like a mile away. Yeah. And right. Yeah. But but then again, I don't think it's as lame as as some people make it out to be. No, I don't I think really, it's as lame. I I, I don't. There was like a. I wish they went harder on the pagan you know shit, like like yeah. the witchcraft. Yeah, shit. it was. It was cool. kind of a little bit kooky Dude, how saw, they did the witchcraft. You know shit. what I mean? Yeah. It, it when, when she goes down in the basement of her house, basement of her house, which is really cool by the way. Like it yeah. was like kind of creepy. There was like a goat's head in the background of, of a couple of the shots where like oh, Agatha yeah. was standing there. You know what that, that reminded me of? Yeah, the witch. It reminded me of the witch, but it also yeah. reminded me of the cover of that shitty Earl Sweatshirt EP with oh, East on it. Feet of Clay. Feet of Clay. Yeah, Feet of Clay. Yeah. It's, it's not that shitty, but like El Toro Combo Meal. <laughs> Come on. You know what? You know what's the thing with WandaVision? Yeah. It was charming. And you know yeah. what? I got to give it, the, it. It's like, to me, it, it's, it's not like, a bad show. It's like Captain America First Avenger. The very first Captain America film isn't really that good of a film. But there's a certain charm to it, especially like before it, he turns honestly, in, it, it's, before he turns yeah. into the captain when he's just like Steve Rogers. There's like charm there. It's like it's like MCU yeah. charm. That's exactly what I felt like all throughout Wandavision. And also, I they need managed to, say to this. lower the stakes with with raising them in a way with the yeah. intrigue, you know. Yeah, but also too like I like I like Wanda. I like Vision, and yeah. I also have a crush on Kat Dennings. So that also helps. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, is that why you want to rewatch Thor the Dark World? <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah. It was just cool and the concept was cool and I, I like the visuals toward like the end of the show. Astute the the, the Halloween episode, like the, where they go and trick or treating. Yeah, that's the Malcolm in the Middle one. That, yeah. So good. Oh my god, that And he's in the OG outfit too. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, White vision is a little yeah, 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 you I know did. what Jimmy told me? Jimmy told me that apparently White Vision, he he just has he's never been seen since. Yeah, in the, in the show, in the any of the, any of the yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But okay, Jimmy okay. said he, Jimmy said he's gonna come back in Secret Wars. He might, but let's get to that. Um, here's some shows you should avoid. I'll just say, um, uh, not avoid, but like you don't need to see right now. Are you gonna say think. Hawkeye? Um, yeah, I was gonna say Hawkeye. I liked Hawkeye. Apparently, Hawkeye's I, pretty good. I liked Hawkeye. It's not necessary for this whole multiverse. I like Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And so I'm going to pretend that it's just. Haley Seinfeld was pretty good in it too. And Haley's. And she's. um, I'll be honest, she is the lead. She's not. Is not Hawkeye. Isn't she also. I don't know why they call that Hawkeye. um, Isn't she going to be in in the Marvel? Thunderbolt. Uh, I don't know. She's going to be part of the Young Avengers. Oh, I don't want to spoil it, but. Yeah. You know what? Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Just choose what you want to watch. To be I'm, honest, I'm with watching you. all. Yeah, yeah. Choose what all. you want to watch. Uh, honestly, I'm um, watching it in release order too. So yeah. that means that I finished Wandavision today. I want to start Loki really bad, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit through the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I like. Have you? You haven't heard bad. You, you heard bad things, then. I have. Right? I, I think it's pretty mediocre, honestly. Out of like, all the series, yeah. I've heard the most mid, not bad things. I've heard the most mid things about. Falcon the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I've heard the worst things about She Hulk. Understandably yeah. so, dude. Honestly, people over, oh, like over, oh, you know, it's just, it's just the know. dog piling up. It, it, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling scene. you, it's the internet dog piling shit. That that internet twerking shit is a post credit scene. Honestly, there's 
there's a there's a thing in She-Hulk at the, the the final episode I think is 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 a, a worse defender of like just like what okay but like anything else I I didn't think the show was that bad honestly I have a sneaky suspicion yeah that after I watch the other series in yeah. Phase Four I have a feeling that I'm probably gonna look back and I'm gonna be like you know what I actually really enjoyed WandaVision for you go, yeah you that's what you're that's gonna what do. a lot of people have I'm not gonna like. lie. It's not that these move that the these product like these 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 like shows, shows and movies they're they're bad they're just, just all so mediocre like like Shawn Chi, it was oh, it was good it was dude. good for the first act and then I just got bored I got bored I'm like oh apparently this is the Shang Chi was a sleeper hit apparently I know like, it, really it was good. it was uh it it was but I I to me it was just another mediocre Marvel movie I'm kind of excited to see it you, you know what oh, I'm not excited to see what? I'm not excited to see the Eternals. Apparently the Eternals. Sucks. Eternals is interesting though, and the cast. You should Rob like, Stark. This, Rob Stark, Rob Stark, Barry Keaton, yeah. fucking um, John Snow is in it too. Kit Both Har- of them. Kit Harington's in it. Yeah, there's a. I don't want to spoil it. Don't actually. spoil it. Don't spoil um, Salma Hayek. Yeah, there's, it, the cast is pretty good, and I, I just I, heard honestly, mediocre things about it. I, it's dude, interesting. Four, it's I a really interesting movie, and honestly, I in hindsight, I pointed that and I'm like, at least that was something interesting it, instead of like. Something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is just like another, just another Marvel show. Apparently, it's like okay. I I think also too like just on the visuals alone for Wandavision, it's just it, it's kind of like in a league of its own. Except the only exception that I've heard, yeah, is Loki. Apparently, right. Loki is like that's that's good shit. You want to know the worst and uh, Phase Five thing? I truly think Phase Phase Four. Phase Four thing. Uh, Black Widow, I I think it's yeah. so unnecessary. Black Widow apparently and, like, people it, it, the special effects are awful. Well, that that girl, Brie, the villain is what, what, what's her name? What's her name? Florence Pugh. Florence is, Pugh. I like Florence Pugh character. And I like David back, Harbour. Though, right? Yeah, but she's coming back and she makes another appearance in Phase Four. I'll just say that. Okay. Okay. I won't say what. Don't show, say what. But like she does make another appearance in 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 something, and. I like her character, but like it's so unfortunate that she like her introduction is in that shitty movie, dude. It's it's so well. Just think, introduction yeah. of Black Widow is in Iron Man two. That's no, dude. This is worse than Iron Man two, in my opinion. Black Widow. I've never also too. Yeah, I, I've never seen Iron Man two. You haven't even mentioned uh, Quicksilver, the act like the, the fake Evan the, Peters bon- from the X Men bo- boner Ralph Boner, but he's from the X Men movies. Wait, yeah. you didn't get that? No, no, he, no, got, he he's he's yeah. in Future Past, right? Yeah, that was another thing yeah. that people were kind of mad about, and I was kind of like, "Yeah, why'd you why'd you do that?" Like, they could I don't know, but like, it's like a, you made him into like a shtick. Yeah, you made him to a shtick. I didn't yeah. really like that. Um, that is that like is I, that scene from Days of Future Past where like, he runs around the room? And, yeah, like, yeah, he's in Apocalypse so as well, and uh, Dark Phoenix. Is, I, I haven't keep mind. Yeah, besides the first three X Men. Yeah, I have not seen the rest of them. Oh, really? Okay, I've eh. only seen clips. From it, all it's of them. a very mixed bag. I'll tell you that. Um. However, I'll end off this MCU discussion with this. You should save off Loki to the very end because it leads it leads into directly into what happens in Phase Quantum, Five, Quantumania, Quantumania, yeah. because yeah. it introduces Kang. However, yeah. uh, for the sake of and plus what, Loki season two is coming out very soon. Very soon, yeah. So, for the sake of watching it in theatrical release, I am going to watch Loki third. I'll um, be honestly with you. I don't think that theatrical release is the way they intend it because of covid they, their release schedule yeah. got all fucked up yeah. i'm telling you um, oh dude wasn't wasn't um wasn't what i mean wakanda forever was supposed to come out like a lot sooner than when it did now obviously it's still different because Travis boseman but 
every single movie from Phase Four, though, I have just heard some very mediocre things. And the one, that, no one, no one, one no one is definitive. No one definitively is like on board with one one film. Well, which besides, is a problem. Besides, 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 No Way Home. No Way Home. And even No Way Home has their like critics because yeah. you know, it's a nostalgia point. The three everything. best things that I've heard from this, actually, the four, dude, Shang Chi. Apparently, people like Shang Chi was slept on, but apparently yeah. there are some big fans because the action scenes. Yeah. The big three though are obviously No Way Home, WandaVision, and Loki. People fucking talk. People have talked up WandaVision yeah. and Loki a lot to me. Now I, I've seen No Way Home, so I know that. I think out the best of them out of the ones is is definitely WandaVision for me out of those. Oh, even over Loki. I mean, Tom. A little bit. It drags. Yeah, a little bit. It's only six episodes, so the fact that I know that's the problem. A lot of these shows drag, and they're only. I could see how. I could see how problem. My biggest issue with these Disney Plus shows, and this, I'll leave it off with this discussion because this is going on a lot, lot longer than I thought. The the intro. Um, but the biggest um, the biggest problem I have with these shows is they're basically movies stretched out into six hours. You know, WandaVision literally feels like. They made a movie, but then like cut it at certain points. No, I actually, that's the only one that I think they didn't do it because of the episodes and the way it was structured. Well, keep it my, was I cool. haven't, I haven't seen the other ones yet. So. Yeah, trust me, dude, trust me. I and and especially them. watching them week to week, you start noticing. I'm like, I got so frustrated. N- none of the fucking movies either, dude. Like, like just every single one of them besides No Way Home just gets kind of like shit on. Like Black Widow gets shit on. Yeah, and I, oh, I can't like believe I, 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 this, this discussion brought up. It was because I saw Quantum Mania in theaters recently. What did you, what did you think of Quantum Mania? Do you think it's worth it? First off, it? the narrative is crazy with this now. Like now, now people are just shitting on superhero movies and just Marvel in general, like yeah. out of nowhere. Like why? Martin Scorsese. Why, yeah, Martin right, Scorsese like why were you shitting on the old man? Like like literally like two years ago, and now like everyone's on board with this. Um, it's really weird how Marvel's the underdog now, or kind of the underdog. I, I don't want to say like they're the complete underdog, but like people are now like it's it's popular to shit on Marvel. It's like not a hot take to shit on Marvel anymore. I'm not gonna lie, I think I think Chadwick Boseman's death really fucked them up. Yeah, because, I, I do. I think Black, he was gonna be even, the leader of the they Avengers. They even said, yeah, I'm pretty sure the main guy. What, what's his name? What, what what's what's the main that guy the guy uh, who Kevin Feige Kevin Feige I'm pretty sure didn't say that like Black I almost said Black Widow yeah Black, Black Panther. Panther was supposed to be like the he, head yeah he guy. was for sure gonna him, be the head guy him yeah. Doctor Strange and Thor were supposed to be like those three Wakanda is such a pivotal part to the Marvel universe yeah that like it had there was no it was gonna be very he was gonna be one of the but leaders she's getting her own his his younger sister's getting her own show right just watch Wakanda forever and just see what happens there okay. um. But Ant Man and the Wasp, people hate it. This is the like one of the only Marvel movies that have like rotten tomato, like rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, which really? is shocking. Like all the other ones, even the Phase Four, the rest of the Phase Four besides Eternals and this one, are rotten. But I mean, are are, are fresh. Um, and to be honest, man, was it being I, I don't get it. This you, is just another mediocre one. This right. is just another like. And honestly, this one is a little bit better for me because. One of my other critiques with Phase Four is, not it feels like nothing's building up to anything, and Ant Man and the Wasp finally kind of build up it to feels, something, and it kind of feels like we're setting the stage for something, even though yeah. the, like a lot of people don't think like they're not invested in what they're setting up. Honestly, yeah, Kang, he he is like a formidable force, and the guy who plays him, Jonathan Majors, is really good, but 
I can see why people are not on board with this because the way they introduce him is really weird. Really weird in an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Like, really bizarre and, like... Do I need to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp before Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. I need to watch it? Well... It, one of the main characters gets stuck in the quantum realm, and they take her out in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so it's a lot. You, you know what? It just look up a video if you really don't care. I'll Ant-Man watch and the Wasp. Watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think that one's one of the worst ones in the okay. MCU. Uh, what do you think of the original? I I saw Ant-Man in theaters. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I liked Ant-Man. I think it's I, I, Ant-Man could have been better remember, if it was directed by Edgar Wright. But remember how I just said that yeah. that some MC movies just have charm. I love yeah. That's that one of those one movies has that has like, like the Tom's and, the Tank Engine busting in the yeah, very end. And the he, show was fire. Ti was in it too. <laughs> and wow. that dude, the guy who plays Pokemon Man in the Suicide Squad movie, uh, that show, soldier in Dark Knight. Uh oh oh guy, yeah, the Russian Whoa. guy. Yeah yeah, he actually voices a guy in uh I, I forget his name, but he actually voices a guy in the third Ant Man movie. Um, and uh, what's his name? Uh. The Spanish dude. I'm I'm blanking on his name. Uh, yeah. Um I I he was funny too, and he's not in the third one, so I'm pretty sure that's why people don't like it either. Like the the whole feeling of the Ant Man is gone in this movie. Even well, though this I, one took a big role. This one took like a big it's yeah, they're trying to crazy. push they're trying to push Yeah. The cast is it's just basically just sleepwalking through this. Michelle Pfeiffer, um especially uh Michael Douglas. Holy shit. I, I like you could just tell, like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's looking at in in, okay. in the green screen. Um, and you know who makes an appearance? Like, like episode one and episode two of Star Wars? It's worse, honestly. The episode two? Dude, episode two is really Oh, shit. yeah. Maybe not episode as bad two, as... Epi- maybe not... Okay, episode, episode two one... Is like don't don't put episode one in the same category as episode two. Yeah, that's that's all I'll say um, about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It's, it's very middle of the road. And I think it's just the straw that broke the camel's back. I think this this day was coming where everyone just starts dogpiling on MCU movies. It's just unfortunate think, that it happened to Ant Man. Do you think that <laughs> they can come back? Yeah, they have the X Men. They have Fantastic Four. Blade. Yeah, they, they have Blade. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think Phase Five. Like just looking at it first, and they also have Spider Man as well. I like, think, come on, man. Yeah, Spider Man's a cheat code. Cause everyone loves Spider Man. Um, I will say, dude, I feel like I'm a really massive disappointment. And I, I'm I'm really upset that that it flopped. I'm yeah. really pissed off that Thor: Love and Thunder is not that good. The fact uh, that Christian it Bale didn't flop though it, it didn't no it didn't flop, flop flop as in like, like people didn't like it. Yeah. It wasn't Ragnarok. Ragnarok yeah. is one of the best in my opinion. Yeah. How could and like Taika Waititi was I'll, back? I tell you, uh, Christian Bale is no Kate Blanchett in in Ragnarok. That is yeah. like Hella is fucking amazing. But that's the issue. The God Butcher. Yeah. I was expect. I wanted to see like. And well, you haven't seen it yet. So let's let's, it. let's let's save your thoughts there. Okay, we have that, to we true. have to move on. That's uh, true. We have to move on. A bear did cocaine. Yeah, uh, cocaine bear. Uh, it recently came out in theaters, but by the time you're watching this, it probably is out of theaters. Um, really so, fast. Yeah, that that's what I hate about like the modern day business of movie. Well, kind of forever went on streaming like really fast. Yeah, I know. The only thing that really has been staying in theaters forever is Avatar. It's still in theaters I after seen, seven I still, weeks. I still haven't seen Avatar. I mean, st- not seven weeks. After after twelve weeks, a whole three months, dude. It's still in theaters. It's crazy. Um, it's because it made a billion bucks, but still. Yeah, we we saw Cocaine Bear. We saw it with Justin. Hell yeah. Um, we talked Justin, about hopefully this. Justin's getting some action. Right yeah, now. we talked about this in. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we talked about this in earlier episodes, but um, I figured, you know, might as well tie it in into like, you know, the three shelves canon and talk about it in, in full discussion here. Um, three shelves you, three yeah. shelves universe. So, Liam, general thoughts. What did you think about Cocaine Bear? All right. So, even though I haven't rewatched Cocaine Bear since we saw it, was it a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago last week? My opinion, my general opinion hasn't changed. I still think that I want more bear and I want more cocaine. Okay. But I'm not as disappointed with it as I was immediately after. Immediately after, yeah. I was kind of just like, eh, like I really just watched that. What was your expectations? Uh, did to, you see to, the trailer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah the trailer kind of, like, I hate... They, yeah, Megan and this kind of ruined uh, the movies with uh, not the ruined the movie yet yeah, the trailers ruined the movie for that. Like, I was I was honestly expecting there more to just be like I was just expecting like more like a fr- I don't know why maybe we just did the Friday the Thirteenth podcast yeah and more like this. a slasher. I was expecting it to be more like kill 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 kill. Yeah. Instead, it was like kill kill kill. Yeah, you just needed more bear. I wanted more kills. I wanted more bear. I wanted better humor, I think. I, okay. It, it, there were some funny parts, but, like, there was also just some, like, slapstick that I, just didn't work for me. Like, it was yeah, just like, I, right. I kind of felt like it was very, like, I don't know. It was. I want to say it felt it, a little tame for what it was marketed as. Uh-huh. It was neutered, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted Could've to went harder. Could have went I harder. I wanted to see some, like... It wasn't raunchier, right? Yeah. It, it, I felt like it should have been a raunchier comedy. You know, I wanted like some like snakes on the plane because it was super violent and it felt off putting because the rest of the movie didn't fit that. It felt yeah. like it felt like a at like it was kind of OK. It, it was kind of like, like Adam Sandler e like humor. Right. Yeah. But like it was like a slasher, like crazy violent. It, it, it should have had like we'll it get was, to our, it was uh, the next throwing... movie. It should have had like Ted humor. Yeah. <laughs> with with the bear. You it know was what I mean? throwing in like. It was trying to like pull from so many different genres. I feel like, and it just yeah, didn't. it tried to be it, like an eighties throwback movie. It really yeah. didn't fully go into that. And I know because this was a low budget movie. I think the budget on this was like thirty five million or something like that. And I most of it was the bear. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and the bear looked pretty good. Yeah, it did. CG, and you know, we'll get to the other bear in the other movie. Um, this look, this held up, and it was in a lot. It was it a lot for CG. Like I, that's why I kind of di- understand why I, I kind of ha- lowered my expectations going in, knowing it was a low, lower budget movie, and knowing that the bear is not gonna, probably not gonna be in it too much I wanted, because I know how CG is now. CG is very hard. It's either this bear is gonna bear. look like shit and gonna be in it the whole time, or this bear is just you know gonna look okay but not gonna be in it too much. I wanted more bear and less characters, and <laughs> we got more characters and less bear. Even what do you the, think? Okay, even what do the you bears think of the choice of having a guy in a bear suit instead. If they if they made like a couple like meta jokes about it and like they played it off, yeah. I think it actually could have worked, yeah. especially for this type of movie. I I, I was you know what I kind of expected it to be worse and better at the same time yeah you, you know what i mean we're like, like if they if they just made it worse like if they actually like if they just accepted the fact that look this movie is just gonna be a joke movie and they kind of leaned into yeah, that it, it is more, also a big studio like would have got more out of it it also is a big studio movie you know universal put they, this out it's like i i know but like it's like it, they it's like, it's like they tried to do quality this movie has to make a lot of money as well too. it tried to do more quality than i think the film was really supposed to have for quality hmm I kind of wanted to like. I kind of like that it was trying though a little bit. You it know? was trying a little bit. 
the the effects and like the the graphic violence yeah. was really dude that fucking ambulance scene stole the yeah the ambulance thing. scene is good we go we're gonna get into we'll get into spoilers right now but uh do we do you recommend it do I recommend it yeah uh m- remember remember on this podcast we had like a what's separate your, side shelf yeah for what's like, your shelf it rating was, is it, it was on the it, drink cabinet remember that yeah drug cabinet you put it in the drug cabinet? I think this is e this is like almost like on the top of the drug cabinet <laughs> yeah if I went into, if I ripped my cart. Going into this movie, and I got really, really stoned. Maybe you should it. do so co- some cocaine during the movie. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, you, you might want to do some cocaine before watching this movie, just to get you like a little like bump before. Uh, yeah, it's, put it in the drug cabinet. I put it in the drug. Cabinet. I put it in the drug cabinet. Yeah, we both put it in the drug cabinet, but this is a spoiler section. So get into the ambulance scene, dude. It's so it was so ridiculous, like the fact like the bear fucking caught up with a high speed ambulance. Yeah, but then the music too the, was the, bumping. It was during it was yeah. gloriously like it, the payoff of seeing those stupid characters die, especially the fucking park ranger, ranger yeah. woman. Her face gets. Oh fucking, my god, that was so satisfying. Her face gets scraped so good upon the black top. The worst, the, the worst ro- the road. road burn you could ever imagine. Yeah. She got. And it was fucking. Her it ass, wasn't, dude. The scratch that she got on her her thigh, dude. Like on the side, like next to her ass, dude. Ugh, that looks gross, dude. I, I'm telling you, the effects were great. Yeah, dude. They they did a fucking really good. Uh, the the the, dis- the disemboweling of Ray Liotta's character. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very morbid way to be like, his oh, last yeah. movie. Yeah, where he actually does. <laughs> and it says, uh, what did it say at the end? Uh, in love, dedica- and memory, in love and dedica- memory of, of Ray, Liotta. Ray Liotta. Um. Let's talk about the cast for a little bit. Um, and Ray Liotta was like fine. Yeah, he was kind of sleepwalking. He was just it, like, yeah. I heard he died. Like I heard he literally died two, a few days after filming this. So maybe that was why. It was yeah. So mediocre. And I, by me. the way, it's not his last. It was his last filming movie, but I, there's some movies in post production that he's still in. Okay. Um, the cast. Uh, I thought they were. They did their thing, especially Alden Ehrenreich, who gets. I, I don't know. The Solo movie gets a lot of hate, but he did a great job as Han Solo, in my opinion. And I think he's great here. I think he was the, he was like my favorite character just because like by the end of it, I was by the end of it, I bought into his like his sadness of his, his dying wife. He, in the beginning, I was like, this is kind of like, what the hell is this? Like, why are we doing this? This is so stupid. But like by the end of it, when he has his the little puppy dog, I, I felt something. I was like, I kind of it was kind of sincere. Um I, you know, even though how corny it was, it it was kind of the heart that the when the bear was trying to protect uh, the other cubs. Yeah, that, I, kind of the the that heart that didn't work for me. But that that because that was a little ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I did not like the finale of this movie. To be honest, the death was great, but the, the, the finale the, was the whole so, finale and was it looked like, like shit too. It was so yeah, dark. dark. It was gross. Yeah. Um, but like that little scene when he gets the dog, I kind of felt that he has like a new partner now, and now he has to get his kid who. Hopefully he is still in that that uh that mall. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, what the fuck? Osa Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son. Um, straight, did you know that? Straight, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, straight out of Compton. Yeah. Uh, this is the only thing he I've was. Seen. He was like, he was alright. He was fine. Yeah, I feel like he Ice Cube would play this character like it twenty years ago. This is you like know? this is like are we there yet? But like add cocaine into it. <laughs> Yo, the deer. That deer, deer was yeah. definitely on cocaine in Are We There Yet. <laughs> Shout out Are We There Yet. Dude, we should um, do those movies. I'm down for that. Friday, Are We There Yet? Are We Done Yet? And uh, 
X uh XXX State of the Nation. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? How about Ride Along? <laughs> the Kevin Arthur. Ride right Along. Yeah. Other characters uh that uh bleach hair kid. Yep. Uh I thought he was pretty funny. I liked his accent. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of like Brock Hampton a little bit, like Doba. <laughs> He definitely would be a member of Brockhampton. Yes, he would. Uh, yeah, he would be a brand of, He would be like he would be doing like the he'd be on like Saturation One doing like the weird high pitch vocals. Like that's what that guy would yeah, be doing. He, he would do the Roadrunner interviews like on the gas yeah. stations. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Another thing that I liked about it is the detective. Okay. Um, he was funny, and uh, that whole uh, gazebo scene. Uh, uh, uh. But, but I I can't do it. <laughs> But like when about. he couldn't, um, when he he was trying to find a way to like come down to the gazebo, he he let out like this moan or grunt, and it was so <laughs> fucking funny. Um, I'll try to find it. I'll put it here. Um, other than that, yeah, Cocaine Bear was was fun. Um, I would you know, oh yeah, we already gave our rating, so we can move in to our next. Thing. It's just it's really quickly though. I feel like yeah. it, it's one of these movies where it's on the same level as like a Friday the Thirteenth for me, where it's like you have like a bunch of kills. Yeah. Um, but, but a movie I, called Cocaine Bear, it should have had like the some oomph to it. You I, know? Yeah, I wanted I wanted it to be like more like a statement. I yeah. wanted it to really like really push boundaries for movies. Yeah. Not like quality wise. I mean, like, like I, I didn't want to do. I didn't want to have something like kill the kids or something. I, I actually like those kids. Uh, like they, they were pretty good. They were good. One of them yeah. is in uh, Florida Project. A few, damn, it's like more than a few years ago. But uh, that was a great movie, and it's weird to see her in this because she was so young in the other one. Um, yeah, Cocaine Bear was, you know, it was fun. Uh, try to seek it out if you if you want to have a fun time. Weed but, or however, cocaine or alcohol required. However, I'm gonna give you some. 10 cocaine movies if you don't want to see Cocaine Bear. I'll shoot them off really fast because we're already like running super long. Um, Donnie Brasco. Number one, we have After Hours. You know, you ever heard this one? No. This is directed by Martin Scorsese. By The Weeknd. <laughs> you know what? The Weeknd might have taken wearing, it from... You're wearing the Don, Don FM? FM yeah. Buddy. But The Weeknd might have taken it from this movie because really? uh, he was made in the 80s. Um pretty sure martin's Christ- martin's Christ-Rezzi, very open very open about his uh use of coke while filming this um very weird surreal uh satire about a man who is very horny and <laughs> just wants to get you know just wants to get laid taxi driver and um he's at a coffee shop this girl invites him to taxi meet him at his apartment in soho uh later at night and mayhem ensues from there uh it's really funny and uh really underrated martin square i don't even think it's underrated because more people are discovering it and more people are pointing at this as like a really unique martin scorsese film that is really funny it's really funny it stars uh, i forget the actor but it stars the same guy uh from american werewolf in london um the uh, cast is pretty good it has uh Catherine o'hara who i i love um has the girl from Pulp Fiction, the girl with the the piercings. I forget her name uh, at the moment, but um, great cocaine movie. Um, I think. Uh, and another one, pretty obvious pick right now, Scarface. Yeah, cocaine movie for sure. Um, the the final finale is just one big, great explosion of just cocaine beautiness. But like, do I really need to explain why Scarface is an essential coke movie? No, I don't. My third movie, it's a kind of an underrated movie, but it's a recent movie, uh, War Dogs. 
Ever uh, heard of it? Oh, yeah. Starring That's Jonah, uh, Hill Jonah Hill. And, Jonah Hill and uh, Miles, Miles Teller. Miles Teller, yeah. Um, Jonah Hill does a lot of cocaine in this movie, and he screams a lot at a lot of people. Um, he's kind of a dickhead. Have you seen it? You've seen like you've seen I it. I haven't seen, no, I haven't seen War Dogs, but like a ton of clips always pop up. So I know the one clip always pops up. The War gun? Dogs. The machine gun one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when, when he's out yeah. in the street. When, when yeah. He's, when yeah. He That's a, machine gun. yeah, great scene. Um, Directed by Todd Field, uh, Hangover, uh, Joker. Um, you should see it. It's very influenced by Scorsese. That's why it's another like cocaine movie. And it's about, it's honestly, it's about his, your history buff. It's about uh, war. Um, it's about, about, you know, it's about, it's about making it's, money off of, of arms dealing. Yeah, arms dealing uh, in the Iraq war in the early 2000s. So yeah. it's really interesting. Uh, I liked that. I watched it on a plane. Number four on the list, Spring Breakers, the OG A24 film. I feel like Alien, played by James Franco, uh, just does daily lines off the hooker's ass cheeks all the time. (laughs) Um, Hey, speaking of... Starring Vanessa Hudgens. No, no, Vanessa Hudgens. um, Selena Gomez. Gomez. I'm sorry, I was blanking on the name. It's not for everyone. It's very art housey. It's very, like, you know, it's it's very psychedelic. Um, Climax. Yeah. It is. It is. It's an art house film. Um, but it's. I think it's really fun and just crazy and just an insane movie. Um, but it's very divisive. So five, six, and seven are is a Paul Thomas Anderson uh, triple feature. Fiona Apple uh, breaking up with him after having cocaine with him and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, his three films: Magnolia, Boogie Nights, and uh, Inherent Vice. Uh-huh. Um, those are very big cocaine movies. And I think uh, Magnolia, especially, I think uh, that movie is just anxiety driven, just crazy. Like everything's going around. Um, there's a character that has a very serious cocaine addiction. It's very sad. Um, but like just the whole movie is spastic. And I just think that like, yeah. Um, and same thing with Boogie Nights. Same thing with Inherent Vice. Um, Babylon. I was going to say Babylon. Babylon's yeah. a cocaine movie. Um, love the scene in the coke room scene when they, they're talking about their movies. And Dude, I was, movies. I, I'm thinking right now, it's about the sound, that movie soundtrack, you're right, is something special. Yeah, I hope it wins N- the Oscar. Nelly, was it, it Nelly, was it, what was Nelly's the theme. N- Nelly's theme. Voodoo Mama. Yeah, super catchy, man. And uh, there's a track called Champagne that is really good, too. It sounds like a, I hope someone understands what I'm talking about, but it sounds like a Super Mario Galaxy level, a beach level. If you track is called Champagne, play some Mario Galaxy. Um, I'm put your, no. some beach levels from Mario Galaxy. All I remember from Mario Galaxy was it was it Mario Galaxy one or two where it was the Luigi's Mansion level. Uh, that, there's a bunch of ghost levels. It's ghost levels in all all Mario games. Yeah, great great score. Uh, they use a lot of drugs in Babylon, not just coke, but. The whole movie is just whatever the fuck Peter Parker is on in that movie. Holy shit. And you've noticed a rift. A lot of these movies are three hours long. They're very aggressive. They're very just like, oh, my God, what's going on? Um, Yeah. Great. Um, And that's what I wanted from. That's what I wanted from Cocaine Bear. I didn't necessarily know. Necessarily. We didn't get that. Um, What's your what's your last? This is not. I Tanya. I Tanya. You seen it? No. But I Uh, very inspired by Scorsese again. Um, but like it, it just has that energy, and it, it reminds me of it, it's like a, it kind of reminds me of like a female Goodfellas in a think, way. It's one, it's, it's weird. Do you it, think Margot it, Robbie? Even though it's like a biopic. Do you think Margot Robbie's better in Tanya or Babylon? Babylon? Ooh, I just prefer the performance in Babylon. Yeah, you know, 
Like, I don't Except know. Except that fucking ending. Have a huge Her crush. character ending is so fucking yeah. ass. I yeah, hate that. Yeah, but that's that. not the performance. That's like, you know. Yeah. Um, And my last movie, you're going to agree with me. Wolf on This is the king. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? Goodfellas. Yeah, Goodfellas is, 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 is the king of cocaine movies, in my opinion. I think it has the best cocaine scene. May 14th. 1980 that that scene is incredible um so yeah though that's like my 10 cocaine movies you know who else does cocaine though in his movie another cocaine bear you might say another cocaine bear ted yeah ted <laughs> ted seems like he uh ted. you said before about ripping snorting lines off of hooker's asses T- ted one and two i don't remember much too do you remember watching it as as a as a kid, I saw Ted with my brother in theaters. Theaters. Uh, did you like it? I saw Ted too. Dude, I have a story about Ted too. Okay. Ted did you two. like this first one? Back then, as a kid, when I was when I was a dude, yeah, I was eleven. <laughs> were you a fan of Were you a fan of like Seth MacFarlane? Were you aware of his like comedy? Like, so were you aware of that? like this was made by the guy from Family Guy. So I I was never allowed to watch Family Guy. Okay. Here's everything: I was, I was never I allowed to watch Family Guy. I was allowed I, to, to watch this day, Family Guy. To this day, I haven't seen an episode of Family Guy. That's a little crazy. I know. I mean, I've seen, Watch I've seen Family like, Guy. I've seen like someone in the background watching it, and I've seen clips. I've, it's inevitable. You have to see some clips allowed. if you've been on social media for longer than like, for longer than an hour. Especially the past, <laughs> especially the past like two months. Like, yeah, Jesus the, Christ. The, the memes the, that's the, going the up. The Family Guy memes are crazy now. We're capitalizing on the we opportunity. Are. We are. We are. Yeah. Listen, I was allowed, for some reason, I was allowed to watch South Park. But I wasn't allowed to watch Family Guy because my parents knew Family Whoa. Guy, and they had no idea what South Park was. Uh, South Park is so much, but worse it appears than way more Guy. innocent. It's a way more innocent-looking show. It yeah. looks like it's for babies. Suck my balls, yes. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I never watched Ted. I, I was never allowed to watch it. Um, I saw it my, I was my brother curious, was I guess. Age. Um, but by the time oh, I saw it, by the time I saw it, I was like. I think I was in middle school. I think I was in eighth grade. Oh. And I was, I don't know. I, I thought, like, hey, that was funny. Watching it again, I really didn't think much of it again. Um, it, it is like. And, a- you know, watching it semi a third time, I guess. I enjoyed it because I was watching it with you. Yeah. You know? Um, it, and it, and you were ripping the Benjamin Franklin, so. I, spoiler alert. This is a drug cabinet for me. Um, I was, I even you, even before we talked the film, easily. Like, this, yeah. is, this is, again, Rhyme drug cabinet. First movie. off, let's talk about like what made this like a sensation. Because le- to be honest with you, did you know this was one of the top ten box office movies of 2012? I did not. Yeah, this was a, a sensation. I think I, I'll look up the box office. I mean, dude, I remember like the end of this came out in early 2012, early 2012. Either way, I remember people talking about this movie when it came out. People were like, "Yo, like this is." This, dude, the the bear is smoking the, bear the bomb, dude. Weed, dude. <laughs> this is definitely in the frat bro, frat bro film canon. Like the 2010s frat bro film canon. You have Ted. You owe me lobster, You have Project buddy. X. The 21 Jump Street movies. Superbad. The Social Network. Um, what else we got? Um, yeah, it's pretty much all of them. I oh, think. no, no, no. Yeah. Would you say Kick-Ass falls, in, falls into this? Uh, that's a more nerdy. You know, that's not nerdy. frat, frat bro-y. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Ted was just like Frat a sensation. Bro. Like we, this, this is the end. Oh yeah, this is this, any this Seth Rogen movie at the time. Honestly, yeah, at yeah. the time, yeah. Um, Apple Express. 
Eggs, yeah, pineapples fast big time fat bro movie. The Hangovers. Um, yeah, and uh, as I'm saying, this is, and we just mentioned all these comedy movies. This movie was a product of its time. Like, I don't think this would get greenlit today, and if it did, it would be a TV show. It wouldn't be a movie. Yeah. You know, it would be a straight- Ted to, could be a really good TV show. It should be a TV show. Watching this movie, Yeah. that is my biggest criticism with this movie. Dude, it, it, it's you know what? way too long. And it, it like after a while the jokes become numbing. Mm. I do not like Ted That's after. A very strong I opinion. do not like Ted after after watching it for two hours. But like watching it, watching literally watching a forty minute segment of it, dude, that was great. But keeping on the background and catching like Mark Wahlberg just dropped like dimes. Yeah, fucking hilarious. I was. You laughing. know what? This movie is literally a two hour Family Guy movie. Yeah. People, I know some people are asking for a Family Guy movie, like how Simpsons had a movie and South Park got a movie. You have your Family Guy movie. It's this. It's Ted. You have Um, Meg. You have Peter Griffin. Yeah. You have Swanson. Dude. Yeah. And that's the problem to me. And you know what? Just like Family Guy, this movie, if you're watching it, I'll be honest, put it in the background just next to something else. Maybe your Subway Surfer or your TikTok or whatever. Subway Surfer? Um, That's the first thing you think of when you're on the side, Subway Surfer? Oh, have you ever seen those, like, I'm sorry, have you ever seen those, uh, those videos and this, like, subway surf? Yeah, on the bottom. bottom. That's what I was referencing to. I'm sorry, I got mixed up. Um, you're good. good. It makes sense. You explained it. Yeah. Dude, I don't, I don't feel as Is there anything in particular did you like about this movie? Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Uh, dude, Mark Wahlberg, even, like, look, obviously Seth MacFarlane's head is fucking hilarious. But Mark Wahlberg in in this in these movies? every time he every time his Boston accent breaks out I can't help but chuckle a little bit you know dude I just think it's fucking f- like it, it's just I'm not genuine. a big fan of him to be honest with you I I love him as Dirk Diggler I I will forever cherish that performance and like he's okay in this you know he's okay in this but every time that Boston funny. accent comes out Ted, let's talk about this movie is aggressively Boston aggressively the, yeah. Boston the, to the, the point fucking finale takes place in the goddamn Fenway Park. Fenway Park. <laughs> Um, everyone talks with a Boston accent. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised Bill Burr didn't make an appearance. He wasn't famous enough at this time. The Departed. You should do Boston movies. Isn't Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, Boston. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of Boston movies. Um, there's a Temple of Doom poster. Yes. In, yeah. In, yeah. In, in Mark yeah. Wahlberg's. Um... Hey, you, you, dude, you, we were here. We were just watching it. Yeah. You heard the theme when, when Ted yeah. pulls yeah. his okay. ear. It's Seth fucking. Seth is a George Lucas fanboy. Let's just oh, say that yeah. the Star Wars parodies. The constant references. The Family Guy Star Wars was, episodes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, oh, I guess. Did I say? What did I say? You just said he was a big Star Wars guy. And I was like, oh, yeah. Family yeah. Guy, Family guy episodes. The, the the Indiana Jones things in here. Um, there's also like Mark Warburg's ringtone is the Imperial March. Imperial March, yeah. Um, uh, but also, too, that scene was supposed to take place in 1985. Yeah. Tell will do came out in 84. Yeah, so. So it's like right out of time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you would think like he would have like Raiders of the Lost Ark up because Raiders is a better movie. But, but kids, like... uh, kids, kids draw to. They know what's up. Kids know that Temple of Doom is the best fucking movie. Okay, because of Short I, Round, I, I, who is making fuck a fucking me? comeback. KT out of Kwan, all three, as a, out of as a all... kid. Speaking of Star Wars, um, I thought it was funny they were lining up. Phantom Menace. They were lining up for Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was dressed as uh, Darth Maul. Dude. And you know what's funny with Darth Maul? Uh, Ted kind of ha- has the same fate as as him at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you, you said it when we were watching it too. <laughs> oh, he got Darth Mauled. <laughs> and uh, just like Darth Maul, apparently they both fucking survive. Well, we know Ted survives. 
That's true. But that was Mall Survives and fucking Clone Wars. When, when they do cocaine with 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 oh with Flash, Flash. Gordon, yeah. Ah. To me, like that was kind of like uh, cool. You do your thing, Seth MacFarlane, but I do not care about yeah. this 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 cameo at all. Yeah. Um, it was a cheesy movie from the 1980s. Heard it was good. Maybe I'll watch it eventually. Um, but like I'm not really that interested in the the quarterback from the Jets magically transporting to a magic world to fight. I don't know this Fu Manchu looking guy. This movie, I feel like. It just knows its audience. It's like you're gonna watch this movie when you're stoned. Yeah, this movie would not. Also, like this movie is like some of the jokes you would not you would not hear today. No, yeah, but back uh, in 2012, Ted would definitely get dude. Uh, Susan Susan Boyle, that he called in the in the car chase scene. Uh, is it Ted, like a dated? Ted reference? called him. Yes. Okay. Ted Ted called the fat kid Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle was. On Britain's Got Talent, and she had like this incredible voice. Uh huh. It w- it went like viral back in like 2010 or 2011 or somewhere around there. They made a Susan Boyle joke. I bet nobody would fucking remember who Susan Boyle was. No one. Would I remember. I don't. They made a Jack and Jill joke. Which, yes. Honestly, like listen, Ted, y- you're slightly funnier than Jack and Jill, but you oh, have better you, than Jack and Jill. Stuff. Yeah, but you have. You you're not like a uh, uh you're not like a co- comedic masterpiece. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be talking yeah. shit about any other. Uh, you're not like the Hangover. No, program. you're you're not. You're not a super bad. Um, I, I put you in the same frat bro can- canon, but let's not mistake that with quality people. Yeah. Okay, some okay. of those movies are a lot better than others. Um, I'm just saying, super bad, best best frat bro movie. If you're asking me. Yeah, dude. What about Booksmart? Apparently, Booksmart is like a female version of that. Yeah, it is. is but it there's good? also a, did you say it was also a good? Is it Good Boys? It's like a middle school yeah. version of of, and that was awful. That was that was awful. So I, you know, Booksmart was at least the middle road of like that was alright. It was good. Are they making Twenty Three Drum Street? No. Oh, but there was this weird Sony leak back in the day. Remember when Sony had that big leak? Yeah. And there was a leak that they were making a crossover with Men in Black. Oh, yeah. what? It's weird. Whoa. It's so weird. Yeah. You never heard about that? Men in Black 3, though. Oh, my God. Mark Wahlberg's bad singing singing, and, and Ted. Um, it's not as good as the one in Boogie Nights. Um, oh, Superman Returns. That's another dated thing as yeah. well. Uh, no one remembers that movie. No. Uh, of course they wouldn't. Like, I don't know. It... That, that that's what that's what makes it like a drug cabinet and not like an actual top shelf because it's not it's not objectively this, a good this movie. is like it's definitely a product of its time if i was like with my friends and we we're getting really really high or drunk i would say throw this on we'll have a good laugh at it other than that this is exactly what i feel like it just it knows what, what it is this movie knows what it is it's just it's just it's just a, a comedy it's just it, a typical it, it should know a little comedy. better what it is because it is two hours long. It, is, it should yeah, it be is ninety long. minutes long, Dude, and that whole is... kidnapping subplot you could just take out. Oh, it feels like it ends when Mark Warburg sings at that concert. Yeah, it does. You know, um, and I want to talk about his boss. Uh, that guy, that guy is a product of his time too. He was very big back in the day. I don't remember his name, but he was in the Soup, on Comedy Central, also uh, Spy Kids Four. Fuck that. Uh, back in time, I, I think that's what it was called. Or all the time in the world. Um, Spy Kids 3 or nothing, baby. Spy he's, Kids uh, 3 is pretty good, too. Oh, he's also Steve in Blended. Bush. I remember the Adam Sandler movie as well. But he, he, he gets typecasted as the douchebag. Um, Ted 2. I saw it. Do you remember it? <sighs> you I, say I, you have, I a, you have a story, right? I have a couple things. I have like a handful of things I can say about Ted 2. Okay. okay I did not rewatch it for this review. 
It's okay. For this, for oh, my God. Okay, I looked at the box office for Ted. You want to guess how much it made? It made a lot of money. 100, 200 million. $791 million. Oh my, for a comedy. 300 mil off of a billion for Ted? $791 million. 300 mil off of a billion. Wow. Yeah. I'm Good telling you, this was a box office Ted. sensation, man. Good for Ted. This, and you know what? Product of its time because it would never make money today if it was released in theaters. It would be straight to Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's crazy that, you know, the movie's business has changed in only 10 years. Uh, I don't have too much to say about Ted 2, but I remember, I remember two scenes in particular, and I also remember the story behind it. We went to go see this movie for Tyler Fife's, like, birthday party, and his grandmother took, like, seven of us in and and she claimed, wait how old are you how old were you we were 14 you're 14 okay yeah <laughs> 2015 we saw this with i saw it with tyler fife and like a bunch of other of our like friends yeah his grandmother pretended that we were all adopted because in order to get into ted you had to be yeah with, with, with a with a legal guardian yeah so she claimed that all <laughs> of us were adopted and we what played theater was this? Was this the Lowe's? AMC 14. Okay. AMC 14, Lowe's, you know, and it was just really fucking funny. Like, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler's grandmother just, like, pretending we're all adopted. She had to, like, memorize our names and shit. It was just, <laughs> it's just hilarious because, like, it was all for Ted, too. I will say the two scenes I, I remember are... Were you excited, though? Fuck, was yeah. Tyler, uh, Tyler was excited. Tyler was <laughs> so excited. I was excited, too, because I, I hadn't, I hadn't, like... I'm pretty, pretty I, sure. I'm pretty sure I watched the first Ted when Ted Two came out. That's yeah. why I watched it. But I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't get the chance to see it. I shouldn't say I hadn't. I wasn't like a massive eager Ted fan. Like I liked the first movie when I saw it. Yeah. But I was just like, okay. But the, what I remember from Ted Two is I remember when they meet the the woman. I forget her name. I don't remember her name. Yeah. Um. She. They, they, they meet. The they meet the lawyer. Yeah. They meet the lawyer, and she pulls out a bong, and they're just like, "Yup, perfect." That was really funny. And then I remember the whole fucking storyline with like Tom Brady's come or something. Oh yeah. What was I remember that was a Super Bowl ad. They put that for the Super Bowl, which was pretty It was funny. like it was like a, a sperm bank. They went to a sperm bank and like the shelf yeah, fell uh, and all the stuff. A few cameos are in Ted Two that I was not expecting. Jay Leno. He comes out of the bathroom because he was blowing oh. someone. Yeah. Uh, Dude. Liam Neeson, he is a customer yeah, at Ted's grocery yeah, store. Yes, yes, and yes. Ted, Ted's just like, uh, like Ted's like a little. Yeah, it's all coming back to you now. This yeah. movie, yeah. yeah. Morgan Freeman, don't remember him. Uh, he's remember. like the lawyer. Um, that he he rejects uh, Ted for his human rights. Which, by the way, this is the whole plot for Ted Two is that Ted is trying to fight for his human rights because <laughs> he tried to adopt a child because he has no dick. Which, by the way, in the first Ted movie. He is fucking his girlfriend. With a rat. It, dude, it's, he says it. He says it. It's with like a turnip or something. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, then you know what? The continuity fits. My bad. The Ted, to- the Ted uh, continuity. One of this movie, like I said, this movie has one L. It, no Mia Kunis, you know. That's, yeah, that, that is a fat L. Uh, Amanda Seyfried. That's the uh, actress that she's, you mentioned. She's nice. She's, she's nice. nice. She's from Mean Girls. Um, she has a nice song in this movie. She sings like with a guitar. I think this is slightly better than the first one, uh, just because okay. like this. It, I don't know the the jokes, the cameos, the jokes, the cameos hit more. And there's a actually a pretty pretty cool opening number, like dance number. It reminded me of the sign. I, I've I haven't seen F- Family Guy, but I have seen the intro like a dozen times because I have 
been on Cartoon Network and I've seen yeah. you know Adult Swim. Um, but like there's a crazy like Bubsy Berkeley like dance number with Ted and it's very like, it's played straight. It's like a very e- explicit dance number and during the opening credits and it's like wow kind of nice kind of goes hard for a it kind of it doesn't have to go that hard for a comedy movie but it does for hey, some does. reason especially um, it made fucking 700 million yeah they probably the budget office. the budget for this was probably way bigger than the first one probably, probably the cameos, the cameos. Yeah. yeah um and you know what's weird about this movie it ends in the movie's finale ends in new york comic-con which for me oh yeah. wow yeah remember for, which for me is like a crazy thing because i used to go to comic-con all the time and mm. specifically new york comic-con and it was like kind of nostalgic looking at like the java center and like i would not i was i didn't expect that that what that that's where the movie was going but um it was a cool chase scene you have there's a funny joke where they announced the new superman and it's jonah hill <laughs> and uh mark Warburg's like fuck it's really funny dude all this wow I haven't seen that. Yeah, and they see Flash Gordon and in the booth there. That's how they bring him back. Um, yeah, it's it's like I said, slightly better than the first one. Still has dated jokes like Angry Birds. He said like oh. like Ted's like I'm gonna go somewhere and play Angry Birds. I was like, oh god. Yeah, that was Ted. Ted too. Give him both well, cabinets. Yeah. He knows how far I came to find him. The movie is Revenant. Alejandro Inarritu. Um, Mexican director, um, pretty well known in the industry. It's based on a book. Uh, have you read it? Yep. What do you think? Ooh. Oh, sorry. What do you think of, about the book? The book is awesome. Um, it goes a lot more in depth about the encounters that he has. Um, it's a lot more in detail. Uh, and also too, I just gotta say, for the sake of the uh, the the movie. As far as like showing the events and the timeline of events compared to the book, the book, the is, book like is what, like. Give me, give me some background because I know it's based on a f- true story. Okay. So is it like what is it like? What's the so gist it of it? It is the book is a retelling of the story of Hugh Glass. Okay. And we know that there was a per- there's a, a a hunter not hunter well a hunter slash company man slash adventurer slash guy named Hugh Glass in the early 1800s and he would go on these well basically he was all over the place he he he's been like everywhere he's done everything he's a frontiersman but better yeah. way to describe it frontiersman but no one knows if that's his real name right no they, they know it's Hugh Glass oh okay they know it's Hugh Glass it sounds um, like a made-up name <laughs> that's why yeah, I it kind of does yeah uh well I mean it, it could be who knows yeah but um they just know that this Every guy name is made up if you think about this it. guy just survived getting mauled by a bear. The movie is a revenge plot. It is a is a father revenging the death of a son. The, In book? the book? No. No son? No son? No son. Wow, okay. Uh I don't believe there was a Fitzgerald. Okay. Um so what is he the, was then what makes the book that intriguing? The, the book it, it's literally just him trying to survive. Oh, okay. and like yeah. it's him wanting to get back, back not, to civilization? not kill, yeah, n- not not get back and kill his group of men that left him to die, but more like get back and say, hey, like I I'm I'm still alive. You abandoned me, and I'm still yeah. alive. The movie adds in the son, like the and... fact that he got left behind is driving him to keep yes, going. Exactly, you know? exactly yeah. that and just to survive. 
but um the movie for Hollywood's sake adds in the sun and Fitzgerald and but the, like the issue. okay that that really really makes me like think about the perspective of the movie now because like that is kind of like a weird choice to just add in there you know it's it's a because isn't a isn't isn't the the survival aspect of it like dra- dramatic enough don't you so think? I'm gonna guess yeah. Uh, who wrote the book, by the way? Is it like Michael Punk? Is it like first-hand it. occurrence, or did did he know this guy, or no? No, this is a long after. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's based on real events. So we know that Hugh Glass was, was a guy that got mauled by a bear, and he basically had to survive in the wilderness, crawl through the wilderness with a broken back. I'm just gonna tell you right now, yeah. The book with the descriptions of like how he got healed, yeah, is way you it's it's like it makes him it makes his position in, in the movie seem easy. Like nothing. Okay, we can compare Dude. them. Yeah. Some of the it's been it's been since freshman year of college and I read the book. But yeah. I'll tell you what. Or I was in the attic, I was in like a side room in my new house and uh-huh. I had I came across my box of books. And I pulled out the Revenant, and I was thinking, I was like, "We're doing the podcast about it." And I yeah. was like, sh- I was like, "Should I bring it?" But no, dude. There is like one scene in the one chapter in the book where it talks about him. He meets like a medicine man. It, uh-huh. and th- th- this is sort of similar to who he meets in the movies. A little similar. It's based around him. Yeah. But there's basically like this this medicine man, this Native American, who like it describes the the wounds on his back and his neck in detail, and like. When when this medicine man finds Hugh Glass, his back is like rotted. It it, it his and I keep in mind, in yeah. in the book in the book he is out there for weeks. Do you think um, the cold weather had to like play a factor in why he, his body just didn't like completely rot and comp- entirely? Probably like, he yeah. got lucky. Probably slowed it down there. Well, jumping into the water definitely yeah. didn't help, but it, it, remi- it yeah. worked. This story kind of reminds me of a crazy story in World War II. I think it's um, Finland soldier. I think I, I think I kn- yeah. I think I know like what, what I'm talking about. Yeah, is a Finland soldier. Um, back in World War II, they used to <laughs> pop like meth pills. Literally, I forget what the pills are called. Do you know? I know what you're talking about. I don't know yeah, that. they're like basically the, these these drugs. They to keep the soldiers up. They used to prescribe the soldiers like these pills, and um, wasn't like a morphine pill or something. Yeah, it's like morphine pills, and um, so he's in the mountains on skis. Uh, I think he's in Russia. I think uh, on the the Eastern Front, and um, the Russians are 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 attacking him, and he's on skis, and he he in a panic for some reason he eats like the entire tube of meth and he trips balls and he wakes up and he's lost he goes through it he loses a limb um he 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 burns down a house he does there's a lot of crazy shit he does uh, while he's he's high the whole time by the way too while he's trying to survive ludicrous story um but but um (laughs) Oh yeah, it it just kind of reminded me of that story, and it, honestly, if any any filmmakers out there, I'll throw it out there. I, you can take that idea as as inspiration. But. So, I before we talk about this movie, uh huh. What what is your experience with this movie? Um, when, when did you first see it? I first saw it when it first came out. Okay. Um, obviously, the hype was mainly around DiCaprio because everyone's saying like, "This is it." Because yeah. believe it or not, before Revenant, he. Did not win an Oscar. He, he, had, won, he, he won Oscar got nominated 
five times the previously. Aviator. The Aviator. She should the Avi. I think I don't know. Did he get? No, he probably got nominated for that. Um, definitely did get nominated for Wolf of Wall Street. I know that he should have yeah. won for that. Um, yeah. Django. He should have definitely yeah. won for that. Uh, just been so many incredible performances. Um, and you know, just the way the Oscars work and the campaigning, it, it was just expected for him to win this year, and it did. And you know, that's why everyone saw it. That's why everyone. All eyes were on it, and um, when I was watching it, I was mainly focused on his performance, you know, because everyone was, and it's all right. It's not his best performance. Um, it's a very quiet, reserved performance. It's, it's, I, it's got, it has a lot of hype too because he eats. He's literally doing stuff sometimes. He's literally eating the raw meat sometimes. He's eating literally out in the cold. Heart. Yeah, it's, it, it looks like he's going through it, and he probably is, but like. I don't know. Is that really good acting? I still think I, someone like Jordan Belfort or um, I have I have an or, argument or here. Candy um, is is a lot more interesting character than uh, Hugo Glass in this. Um, okay, so I'm I have an argument. Well, I'm not, I'm not done yet. I'm not done okay. yet. Okay, okay. I'm okay. not done with the my experience. I liked it. I like I liked the movie, but I never was driven back to it. I never really wanted to go back to it. And when I came back to it today, or not today, uh, this week. Um, it's not like a classic to me, but like, I can't, it's just so incredible. Like the camera work and the technical aspect of it. And just like, we'll get into it, but like they shot this in like natural light and it just, you just feel the coldness and, and the wilderness when you're watching this movie. And, um, that to me, that's when it really just strikes hard. And, 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 and overall, I think it's still holds up as a pretty good movie. I think, you know. I was kind of scared it, it wouldn't be as good as I thought it was beforehand, but yeah, it's it's in my top three of all time. Top three of all time. So what would personal, be your top three? Favorites. No order, just what would be your top three? This, The Dark Knight, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, okay. Personal, wow, we're per, talking about okay as, as like personal favorite movies. If I'm just and that, that's not in order. I thought it was gonna be The Shining because The Shining's in my top five. Okay, but I'm talking about movies that like I've rewatched so much that I basically remember like everything from them. I need to I need to get, give a little background to yeah. When did you thought. first yeah? When did you I saw that? this movie opening weekend with my brother. Oh, another thing saw, I didn't I never saw this in theaters. I saw this when it came to DVD I or whatever. Theaters, and my God, this. So, I just turned fifteen. This came out winter of twenty fifteen. My brother and I went to go see this. Um, we saw this on. A night where like I had to wake up early the next morning. Okay, yeah. And we saw that I think I think the start time was like twelve. They don't do that in AMC's anymore. I know. You know, I know. it's crazy. Going into it, all I knew was that it was just gonna be a like a, a survival movie. And I knew it was with Leo DiCaprio. So I was like, okay, I, I like Leo DiCaprio. Even before I started watching movies. Uh-huh. I think this might have been the movie. I know I said this about The Shining, and I know I said this about like Saving Private Ryan and stuff. And I saw those movies before this movie. This movie is what got me into like cinema, loving like... loving movies and, and loving how they're made, and really like showing respect to the dedication it takes to build a world. The biggest thing about this movie is that, to me, almost similar to like a Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. When you watch this movie, it is. 
it is tr- it does what a movie is supposed to do and it transports me every time i watch this and i've rewatched it a ton uh-huh. you feel like you are in the early 1800s fighting for your life against the wilderness against native americans where exactly and does against- this take place i so wasn't this, it wasn't okay. clear to me so this takes place in the god i don't i don't want to say the state i don't want to get it wrong but basically in like Wyoming, like Colorado. No, really? It's it's further it's further north. This is this is in the eighteen twenties. So it's so is like, it like Canada? No, no, it's the okay. US. It's like upper US. So it's, oh, okay. it's so it's like North Dakota. I don't think it's North Dakota, but it's basically like around I can look the, it up. I'll center. look it up. I'll look it up. It's around the center of, of the country. And th- these guys, these fur trappers, are trying to like exploit and explore the land that was gained from the Louisiana Purchase. And this is all uncharted territory for guys from the U.S. But for the French and for, obviously, for Native Americans, this is, like, their homeland. Not the French, but the Native Americans. And they know this area well. These trappers, they kind of don't. They're kind of, like, exploring South it for the Dakota. first time. South Dakota. So it, 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 yeah. I got the region. Yeah. It just... The, 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 the way... The characters interact with the environment around them. I, I There is no other film that I have seen yet that makes me feel so immersed in... That was really creepy sounding. It was what a bunch of. It was a bunch fuck of. Was that? Because we have headphones on. It sounded creepy. That was just a bunch of girls like screaming outside. It looked. It that, that sounded creepy. I can't wait to look hear that back. I was like, what? That the sounded fuck really was creepy. That? But I saw. The, I saw the cars, so I, I know what it was. But there, it, there is no other movie that gets me this immersed into the setting, into the plot, into the characters as much as this movie. I'm in a fanboy over it. Yeah. Because it's one of my favorites, just like The Shining. You, you want to start with the opening scene because I I also, I, I I think it's it like, is it is like not the, not the opening shot but wait like a the minute. opening scene you know I, what I'm talking about I know I know what you're talking about yeah, but I want about the opening shot okay I'm so fucking happy that All Quiet in the Western Front is getting all the praise it deserves because the opening to that movie with the fox yeah with the nature very similar oh to I am this. I am this is like Inarritu is very influential. Uh, especially when it comes to, like cinematography, like they love like all quiet, definitely. I don't want to say maybe like directly from the Revenant, yeah. But I, there are there are some it has shots. the same feel. It has the same. There feel are some that. scenes in in the nature parts, the very few that are in the all yeah. quiet, that feel very similar to the Revenant. And I love the cinematography here because it's super unique. It's all wide. All wide lenses, no, 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 no long lenses. It, that's why you have this weird the like circle of trees. When, when, when his son dies, yeah, and it, it's just the sh- well, okay, not, not, not when he dies. Oh no, no, when he dies, yeah, and like he, like, you see like, Leo's he gets face. Stabbed. You see Leo's face. His and face then is all distorted see, because of the lenses. You it see looks Leo's so face, crazy. yeah, and then the can he, he's like, like Leo is like. Hugh, yeah. Hugh, I just want to say Hugh because like I yeah, just say Hugh, dude. Fine. I will get into the performance later. Yeah, but like when the camera tilts up from his face and then it just goes to what he's seeing, which is like uh-huh. the circle of trees swaying above him. Yeah, and it's silent. Like you, you just hear the wind rustling through the trees. It, I love There's it. There's not like a deep soundtrack at, at most of this in most of this movie. 
it's just silent and yet it's it's terrifying because this is a life or death situation and the fact that like you, you see like the cold blowing in like it, you you feel it you and feel, you're, you and feel you're like, everything but i'm talking about like just like it's a it's a great choice it's a great choice to use these wide lenses because it just shows you the scope of the landscape and it makes when you're going up to a face it makes the face look like very like unamusing you yeah. know it looks it looks it's kind of like alienated in a way and the best use of it is in the opening scene like the just the way when leo's running in the trees in the puddles it shoots the native american out yeah. of the tree and like the native american falls and like you see like the horses running past it's the brutal. opening the opening action scene is one of my favorite scenes in movie history mm-hmm. it is unbelievable like and like you okay you can tell when it when it cuts like 1917 does but as far it's as not like, try- is wait, it's not trying to, sh- it's not trying to look like it's one shot like nineteen seventy. No, it it's clearly that, that, no that that open the no no it's, scene. it's it's cutting from it's no watch it again. It's cutting from Will Poulter to Leo to his son. It's not one shot. It looks like one one shot, but it's it's cutting. It's it's noticeably cutting positions. Sometimes when you have big name actors in your movie. You, you can't really ever get, like, used to the fact that, okay, that's just, like, any, sorry, but any film that I, I'm going to see Robert Downey Jr. in, yeah I know it's Robert Downey Jr. playing well, Robert role. Downey Jr. in the past, like, 20 years is, has just been Tony literally Stark. just Tony Stark. Except you know? for Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Tropic Thunder, Doolittle, if anyone remembers that, Flop. Sherlock Holmes. The Judge. Oof. Yeah. But Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy are so good they're, they're such good actors that every time i see them they just they just turn into that role i don't see i especially tom hardy tom hardy looks yeah, tom hardy I, I he looks the nothing Cap- like tom DiCaprio hardy is kind of it's just you like know it's leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio. but like tom hardy like i said is chameleon. almost unrecognizable and also will Poulter. yep he's he's great um and donald gleason um admiral hux from star admiral wars hux and uh ex machina as well um yeah he's really good in this as well he plays like a kind of the level-headed guy um kind of makes a stupid decision though like why the book there's a little difference between that and the book but anyway yeah dude it's just and and the person that plays his son too is is great i'm gonna get to that there's i have a very important point to make with 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 adding the son and Uh it i'll explain it in a second Uh uh-huh but every single perf- there is not a single bad, mediocre, or even good performance in this. I think everybody killed it. There is not a character in this movie that underdelivered. The main character of this movie is the wilderness, and that is, in my opinion, pretty evident by just the amount of shots where it's just the wilderness. Uh huh. Hugh is not. Hugh Glass isn't even in the frame. It's just wilderness. One of my favorite scenes is when he crawls. It's 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 after he starts crawling, and it's actually when he starts trying to survive. Yeah. He he goes to a cliff, and the camera turns, and you see his perspective, and it's just this gig- It's just vast landscape. 
it just drags you into the screen. Seeing yeah. this on on a big screen, on a silver screen in a theater yeah. with that with surround sound all around you. Yeah. Wow. I'm already biased. I'm I'm a night I I focus on 19th century US history. That is that is what I major in. Of course, I will like this type of shit. It is yeah. right up my alley. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is, like is some that of, some, the like, movie drags you into this world and I feel like I'm right there. I feel like I'm eating buffalo heart. I feel cold <laughs> while watching this. I feel like no matter what I do, there's always just something else that will try to kill you or try to kill me when I'm watching this movie. You will not walk out into the woods and feel the same after watching this movie. You'll be like, oh my God, am I like, do I have water? Is there going to be a predator that can attack me? Or are there fucking people, yeah. crazy people that are going to kill me in the woods? I'm trying to think. Like, I, 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 There are other movies that are like a man stuck in the wilderness, you know? But what, what, none of them do what this movie does, I think. Where it's just like even like all like yeah I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to like challenge you Uber I'm trying to ask you yeah. like what makes this more unique what makes this one unique compared to all the other ones the quality it's like single handedly just the, the the dedication to making you feel immersed into the wild and like I know we're gonna say that a lot but that is so the, the back the, like the behind the scenes documentary uh -huh. that that kind of explains like some of the important things about the film. They said that they wanted it to feel authentic. They wanted it to feel they, like you were actually natural lighting. They never yeah. used the uh, like professional lights. Professional studio lights. They just they, like used... when they're drinking that scene when they're drinking and it's New Year's and they're, they're, that's actual candlelight, similar to what how uh, Kubrick did in Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. I was yeah. about to say that. Do you think this is bad CGI? Barry it's a little. It's a little rocky when it's a serious movie and like I can. Everything is so pristinely well made that like one little. One little thing that is not quite right, and it's the CG bear. It's just like takes me out of it a little bit, you know. But I will say, they did their fucking best to like make it like it still is. You still feel the pain. The you still feel shake. yeah. The camera really does it justice. Even even though it's even though it's a wide, yeah, it's very close. That's unfortunate. And it, it's and a it wide. feels, yeah. but but even though it's a wide, you feel like you're being fucking mauled by a bear like the one moment where the, i was the like breath Ooh. on the camera lens like yeah, come the breath on. on the camera lens and when he's when, when the bear is on his face yeah and I, again that's probably a practical effect right there that's not like the cg so like i'm just it like it, it's jarring because they, they i i think cg should only be used to like enhance the thing and it, it's a necessity you're not gonna use a real fucking bear to catch no, Leonardo the cat <laughs> imagine that though um maybe in the future Maybe in the past, probably in the past, they probably Maybe did in the that. Past, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 th I still think, regardless of the questionable CG, it's like a really fucking brutal. It is visceral. Pack. And then the aftermath of it, the makeup looks. Yes, gross. dude. See, see. Okay, so the, I want to, I want to compare this to the books. Look in the movie, he's fucked up. He's fucked up. A spe one of my favorites, though, like. His back gets clawed up. Like you, you see the yeah. bear claw open his back. Yeah. And the bear goes away for a little bit, just a little bit. And then Hugh manages to get his gun and shoot the bear at point blank range with a musket. When the bear attacks him for the second time, you actually see when it claws, it rips open his throat. You actually see it rip open Hugh's throat. Oh, yeah. Like right underneath his beard. Yeah. And you actually see like the breath 
pop out from the rip in his throat. Really? I didn't you notice see, that. That's you, gross. You see it like 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 the gasp of air, but it's like mixed with like a little oh, bit of blood in it. Yeah. Dude. That's great. That's it great is effect. Unbelievable how they like Wait, you know what got me though? His his voice aftermath. Yes. Everyone realizes like beforehand Everyone, though, like this guy is fucked. This so are we really gonna try to bring him back yeah. home? Like, are we really gonna try to do and this? Hawk, Hawk and Bridger want like they just want to do right, but they know that like yeah, you can't really. Everyone else realizes and, and, and this, who he is, is too. Like is the reputation this guy has apparently. Well, also too, yeah, because the Hugh, guy Glass, have, yeah, Hugh yeah. Glass is not only the, their navigator, right? He's yeah. not not only their, not only their navigator, but he's their main hunter. So right. like their main source of food, and also right. too their navigator goes down. The, yeah. This guy is like invaluable to the trip, but Captain, I think it's is it is Captain Andrews or something like that. I don't remember, but whose character is that again? It's uh, it's Donald Gleason, the red, yeah, yeah, yeah. redhead. Um, what, what fuck? What, what's his name? Get, get his name. So I'm gonna be referring to him a lot. He makes a decision for the rest of the for for. You know, with, with the idea of keeping the group alive in mind, and like we gotta leave him behind, and it just—it's unfortunate that uh, he uh, unfortunately let it open to Fitzgerald. It's a stupid move to leave him alone with that guy, even though he was clearly like ready. You know, well, he was with Bridger and Hawk. Yeah, but, Bridger, but even but, though, like, dude, Bridger and Hawk are kids. Bridger, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can clearly see that these two are kids. They're not. Like, yeah. This guy's gonna. Like, this is going to be a sabotage. Uh, what is a mutiny? I mean, well, the thing is though, is that he was already dead. So it's just like you got to be thinking like, all right, is he really going to betray this guy? He's already dead, basically. And honestly, it's kind of a coward move then. If he was expecting like, oh, if I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna abandon him. This guy might, you know. Is okay. I can see that. You know, it, it, but I don't see that. I, I feel like he was just being stupid, Captain Andrew, Andrew Henry. Henry, I knew his first. I knew his first name, but Bridger asks, "Hey, what about Hugh?" And he's like, yeah, I, he's like I buried him." He says, he oh, says "Really?" He, he says, "He died. I buried him, and then I saw oh, Reed Hawk. down by the creek." Oh, I thought he was talking about Hawk. No, yes, he asked about Hawk, uh -huh. but he asks about Hugh because that, that yeah. was there was point was to wait until Hugh died and then bury him. Was Hawk ran the other way? Okay, so yeah. Then they'll eventually catch up, and then Bridger pieces it together at it's you know pretty fast where it's like wait a minute hawk wouldn't do that you so you did something to hawk yeah and, he, and i think i think bridger asked him he's like were the, was like were there rear re down by the creek and then and then tom hardy's just like no <laughs> he says it like very very just like yeah no. well he knows that like what is he gonna do yeah he knows this guy this kid if he this, leaves this, him he, is gonna he, be dead. a smart person would have questioned him immediately not like right away went with him. Well, no, exactly. exactly. He definitely no. Um, so yeah, he 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 knows who he knows the power dynamic is is in his hands and takes advantage of that and they basically get back to the, what is it like fort, fort and um, you know lie, <laughs> yeah, lie about it and they get paid. Um, it, he does have sus his suspicions, but you know, keeps his mouth shut. Um, Same with Bridger and it. Tears him up inside. But even before we get to that, meanwhile, this my, is when, he gets left behind. This is when, yeah. And he decides to go on a little hike. And it <laughs> a starts. Hike. It starts out where. Well, first off, his son died. He's, he had a his little son died. And it, was it was actually honestly very very sad. I felt so bad yeah. because it was like he. It, it okay. 
So his backstory in there is no backstory in the books. The backstory that that's sort of explained in the movies is very it's very ambiguous. It's, it's very like bare bones. He may have and like you a, know you know that he with. joined a tribe. Yeah, you know, you know they joined a tribe at some point, and that he had he had a, a son with, with some dances with, with some woman, like you know with some woman in, in this tribe. The woman gets shot, and Hugh realizes he's, he's he's like my mission now is to take care of Hawk, my my son. Yeah. And when that's taken away from him, but I feel Hugh like it doesn't make sense. Nothing. He would be working, like would it? I don't know. Would he be working like here if if that was his mission? Yeah. Like to take over, like help the like. This was this was a time when there were like this was the only opportunity for these men. That's so true. That's why, I, I guess. I guess he kind of knew. Legs. I guess he kind of knew. Like men did this dangerous. I guess task he kind of knew just like, because it paid. Yeah, paid. I guess he kind of knew this was a dying cause anyway. Like you know, this is, we're fucked anyway. Like this, this is yeah. These people are here to stay. But it's also stuff that he's good at. Hugh, Hugh is good at being in the wilderness, yeah. tracking, hunting, and surviving. Well, he's he's the man of the land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That sounded really corny, but yeah, he is true. And um. I don't know, for some reason I watched this movie and it I kinda got flashbacks to Boy Scouts and camping and all that I shit. It was totally like really that. like weirdly nostalgic. Cause like I remember like just waking up in those camping trips and waking up like before the sun even came up. And just some of the shots here when the sun is coming up is just some of the, the, the early morning rising shot. There's one towards the uh so it's right after the horse he and the horse fall off the cliff. Yes. There's a shot where like he he comes See, out of the horse. Great use of CG. See, that's a great use of CG. You wouldn't notice. No, and it's also made into a one shot when he actually begins his survival. Yeah. Like the part where like he's actually like the moment where he's he deter- he leaves Hawk and he starts to go on on his mission. Uh-huh. There is a sound track where it's like this like this echo yeah, like a drum. Like a drum. It's like it's like, it's like a lone drum, uh-huh. but it just echoes, and it's like it it kind of builds up a little bit. Like it just increases the tempo just a little bit. Yeah. Once Leo starts crawling, I don't know what it is, but like the way it reverbs, it feels like it's a drum in the fucking wilderness, and it just gets me fucking pumped You'd to li- see okay. this guy start to go nuts on his mission to find Fitzgerald and kill him. It is a such a small little detail, but I have seen this movie so many times that it just stands out and it's fucking perfect. The the first act of this movie is amazing. And I know a lot of people kind of say, well, the second act can, can, can get slow because it's just him going on survival. I think each act gets better and better and better. And At there, that point, you're fully in. At yeah. that point, you're I'm, I'm invested. And, and... I'm like, let's go kill this motherfucker Fitzgerald. But like at the same time, be careful because the 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 you are just immersed into the wilderness. And and even though like it doesn't have to be loud or like extremely over the top gory or 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 scary. Yeah. It just na- there's just naturally just like an unsettling feeling about being in the vast wilderness by yourself, especially uh-huh. when crippled. When he gets into the river and yeah. he's like flow downstream, and when they're attacking him, right? When yeah, yeah. When when the I think it's the Arakara, yeah. I, th- I think it's the Arakara Indians. I could I could be wrong. The Arakara. It's early be- on in his in his journey. Yeah. 
he gets arrow shot at him and he's there it's funny when he's actually like down on that river you act, there's a small detail you actually see him carving into a rock you actually see him carving fit it doesn't focus on him really you actually see him carving the name fitzgerald into the rock it doesn't focus on the name fitzgerald uh -huh. but if you look at it you can see fitz like he's writing yeah. out fitzgerald because he can't speak but he's just saying he's like i need to get to fitzgerald and he kills I'm surprised fitzgerald. he's uh literate i'm surprised he can write <laughs> Surprisingly, he, he can read. He's a navigator. He reads maps. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's really this smart. Is, yeah, I forgot. He's really he's... this. This guy is like the most valuable yeah. man. That's why you can find Tom Hardy so easily because Tom Hardy's kind of a dumbass. <laughs> Tom Hardy's an idiot in this movie. When he climbs up and he sees the buffalo, buffaloes, yeah, and they're they're buffaloes walking the around. It was like beautiful. I'm like, yeah. and and the, and the score really yep. uh, rises up at that moment. Yep. I I think it's really great. You see, like the wolves, like like finding one and attacking one and killing one. Yeah, it just gives you that sense of like, doggy dog world, doggy dog world, but also to randomness. There is nothing given in the wild. It is literally just random that you come across a pack of hungry wolves and they yeah. maul you to death. Or you fall off a cliff and you, you break your neck. The wilderness is random and that's what makes it scary because you don't know what could happen to you. But the way that the snow comes in and like the fire has like a glow around it just yeah. from the distance where the dead that dead buffalo landed. Natural lighting. If you fuck up that take, you you're done. You have to wait another day. They said they said that they sometimes some nights yeah. they would only have like ninety minutes or some days they would only have ninety unit minutes of, of shootable light. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> Imagine having that big of a production and like 90 minutes. You have to get a 90-minute win time frame to make it count. It's like in Babylon when they're trying to get that perfect sunshot, yeah. you know, natural lighting. Yeah. yeah, so it starts to bring up the storyline between the French traders or trappers and traders and the head of the Native American group in the area for, I think, the Arakara or the Ri. It's, it's one of the background plots, but it does its job because it sets up, it puts characters into position that they eventually come across glass later on. Right. So you have... You you have the the main the head chief for for the Native Americans. You have his name is Toussaint. Okay. He has a name. Yeah. It mentions it, but it's it's like it's like if you no, like to miss it. So his name is Toussaint. I can't pronounce French. But Toussaint. That th that is that is that is the guy in like the red trapper coat. Yeah. He's like the main French guy. But it introduces the storyline where the Native Americans are that they they feel cheated, which they they are cheated out of the land. Uh, and it builds up like a three-sided conflict between the the the, the U.S. The, the U.S. fur traders, the French fur traders, and the Americans. In in all, in like, not only is the wilderness scary by itself, but the fact that it has turned into a battleground between these three factions in this region makes it even more scary. The book really focuses on this. The book focuses really? on the factions a lot more. One thing I forgot to mention before was how the description of his wounds in the book are different from the ones in the movie. In the book, it explains that his flesh has been, just been rotting away because of the cold. And it's like little Makeup bone. would be kind of hard with that. That would be hard to pull off with makeup. It also, wise. in the book, it actually explains that Hugh would scoop the maggots. Oh, man. Hugh would scoop the maggots out of his moons in the back and eat that them. That would have been a gross scene. And eat them because he had no other food that he can get. 
Here's here's another major major thing that that. Wow, that Leo, me, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do why that? You maggots out of your back. Yeah, Leo? come on, man. There are maggots. There are maggots. Shows maggots in yeah. his wound, but like the 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 books, like he's like scooping maggots and eating them by the hand. Yeah, it's disgusting. However, the movie version of Hugh, he he puts a splint next to his his leg. Oh yeah, his leg is is, is completely busted. In the book, yeah, he he never stands up. He, he crawls he, his way all the way. He actually crawls. That 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 would not be as cinematic. That no, that would not no, it, it would not. But think about it. Think though. about there will be blood. The the opening scene. That's literally Hugo Hugo Glass. I don't think Leo would be up for that. Just uh, you telling me how no. to just lay down the whole entire movie. In the behind the scenes, in like that documentary I was talking about. Leo says he's like, yeah, I, I developed sores on my arm and, and my my knees because of how long I'd have to be just doing takes on the ground like that. And I was just like, I couldn't could imagine it, man. There's just not anything wrong with this movie. I seriously don't think there's like a fatal flaw with this film. Everything that it tries to pull off, I think it pulls off great. The only, the the like one my, thing my biggest criticism is, it is it to me it is it does drag and it like this I I do think you can cut a good like twenty minutes out of it. But will you feel as immersed if you did that? Hmm. I don't know. I, I would have to like actually see it to really tell. Um, I could be you know completely wrong. As far as technical goes, I really just can't say anything bad about it. It's super impressive. It's admittedly not my thing. Like I'm not like a history guy, and I'm not like it's. I'm not like a period piece, especially around this time. Like I really don't care for like this Western ish shit. But like I do like westerns. I like spaghetti westerns. That's different though. Yeah, it's definitely different. Spaghetti. Um, but I can appreciate the craft. When he actually <laughs> sets his throat on fire to fuse his skin together, that was right after. That was right before the the, the, uh, the Native the, Americans yeah, found him. So like. We're, skip, we're skipping around the second act. Bad timing for him, though. <laughs> Dude, when he tries to drink water, and you see the water rush out of the hole in his neck, yeah. it reminded it's, me it's of all, like Beetlejuice. It's all bloody. You remember yeah, the warrior? Yeah. The warrior has a smoke coming out of her throat. It's, it's all the water is like all mucusy orange and bloody because uh. his throat's infected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, dude. You know, you're it bringing is just it up. Such I, I, a I, small detail, like it's that tiny little details like that, like him catching the fish with his bare hands. But here's the thing: it, it. it isn't a, it isn't a small detail. It's really, it really is what makes the movie the on, movie on the screen. Know? On yeah. the screen, it because it's not focus. It, it's a wide shot. Yeah. You, you. These are one of the. It's like hereditary. Yeah. You can. Well, the whole movie's the wide shot. I'm a big fan of like the dream sequences. One of them. So okay. So one of them is you see a mountain of of bison skulls. Yeah. That is it. It's signifying humans draining the resources around them. Yeah, and obviously, like you know, we, that's we, what happened. We, we, you that's know. what happened. Like we killed off the the fucking bison and the buffalo. But there's another flashback scene where it's in a church. It's in a destroyed church, and you and you see the bell. You see the bell ringing, but you can't hear the bell ringing. It's all silent. The scene is completely silent. There's not a single sound in the whole scene. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. Like, I just love, like, that bell. He's in a destroyed church, but the bell is moving back and forth violently. It's, like, very, like, moving very fast. But there's no sound. It just focuses on Hugh just visualizing his son. 
And I thought that was just fantastic. Doesn't he hug him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he hugs yeah. him. Uh, I thought that was just so fucking good. Leo has very chapped lips in this movie. Oh, man. Um, he is a chapped asshole in this movie, I'll tell you that. After eating that raw meat? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know, just that whole scene where Hugh wakes up and then he's automatically has to get on the horse and run away because he's being chased. Oh, yeah. And he falls off the cliff. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. But then when it goes down to the bottom and you see that it's... Oh, my God. Right. Okay, okay, yes, yes. I can't believe we forgot to talk about this yet. That's what um, I'm talking about now. The horse from Empire yes. Strikes Back. Yeah, basically, exactly, yeah. actually. Um, Dude. It's gross. It's when, grosser when than, it than the Tauntaun. It's way grosser. When it it he, doesn't look like a tater tot. When he slices tie. open the horse and he pulls yeah. out his guts hand by hand, or by hand, you see the Like st- big chunks, too. You, you, when he slices the horse open, you see the release of the body heat and the steam. Yeah. You see it release. No, my what got me is when he rips the ribs, like spreads yeah. them out yeah. I mean, to get it, like to make them fit in like properly. It's really fucking gross but like it's 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 memorable it's how i want to wake up every night every morning yes i want my, i want to crawl on my wife's skin yeah um so but the sun's out melting the snow and it mixes with like the blood and it's just like this pink sp- slimy <laughs> sp- like a slushy blood texture that is like very for some reason it's like very very in focus and like Hugh rips open the horse's body because it's frozen, frozen shut. Yeah. And I don't know, just like seeing that was just like so just, oh, like it was just like insanely like visceral. And the yeah. only way to put it is visceral. But anyway, so that's yeah, we the, get to the, that's the, the third, third act. act. Yeah. He gets to the camp, the fort, and he's pissed. Right, he's pissed. Right away, Captain Henry, Captain <laughs> Henry, and and everyone else besides Fitzgerald and Bridger, they know, oh, why is this guy alive? The, the the scene where he's actually found, where like he's in the forest with a bunch of like li- bunch of, of, of torch lights yeah. around him. So good. <laughs> it's such a cool looking scene. Tom Hardy's out of there though. Oh yeah, he, Tom, he dips dude. Fitzgerald Fitzgerald fucking dips, dude. Oh. He, he told me Texas, Mexico. What did the guy say? He told me. He told me that he wanted to. He's going to Mexico. <laughs> uh, good plan, guy. He didn't make it that. He didn't make it far. No, he didn't. He didn't make it far. Uh, Donald Gleason. Uh, what's his name again? And Captain. Uh, uh Captain Henry. Captain Henry. Henry. Um, he tries to. He helps. Uh, Hugo Hugh. track him down. Hugh, not Hugo. Oh, Hugh. Hugh tried to track Hugo. him down. I don't know. Shit. And uh, Captain Andrew confronts him, and well, Captain Andrew, Captain Henry, loses the gunfight, and yeah. uh, Fitzgerald kills him. Did you like that it was off screen? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did, because it made it a little bit ambiguous as to how the fight went down. But you just you kind of knew. You kind of knew. But you Tom know Hardy when you heard the shot, you were like, "Oh, there's no way this yeah. guy's got Tom Hardy. There's no way." Yeah. You kind of, you kind of don't want to because you want so you want Hugh to get him. You, you you get this like this little chase scene that that's on foot, and the chase scene is not the important part. What is the important part is when Hugh finally catches up to Fitzgerald, and you have he tries to bargain with him. He's like, "Hey, man, like, hey, I, I had to do what I had to do." You probably <laughs> try to bullshit him. Enter in. Probably my favorite fight scene in a movie. Yeah. And also, the single... I'm not even going to say visceral. I'm just going to say brutal. 
the most brutal fight scene that I have seen in any movie ever, ever. They're, they're, they're fighting back and forth, that they're biting each other, and then all of a sudden, like, Fitzgerald's hand is out, and Hugh swings the hatchet over his head, and you see Fitzgerald's fingers get shot. You literally see his fingers in the wide shot. Shout out shot. Cocaine Bear. There was also some fingers that got shot off. Yes, yes, there <laughs> were. Good callback. You see Fitzgerald's fingers get chopped off. Yeah. And you see his reaction. He's like, oh, and he rolls back over, and there's just blood everywhere in the snow yeah everywhere fitzgerald bites hugh's ear off clean off fingers getting chopped off yeah there's blood on the there's blood on the camera the the, the it, like some of the shots like even though it's a wide shot it, it kind of like it goes really close to the ground close where they're fighting uh -huh. and it is like you you actually feel like like a lot of superhero fights are fights to the death this is a fight to the death. These guys are literally giving every single ounce that they have, every ounce of strength they have to kill each other. A after after Fitzgerald like like chops off or he gets his finger chopped off, uh -huh. li a li little bit later on, Hugh also makes the same mistake where he leaves his hand out and Fitzgerald fucking stabs his hand yeah, to the through, ground. Yeah, through the knife, yeah. Straight, Shout straight out Black Ops 1. That's fat. That's, that <laughs> is fucking... Fact. Yeah, and X Men that, First Class. That opening, that opening mission. Yeah. Op forty, fucking dope. That was a great call out. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you. I don't even think people would know that. I don't think you would know that, but you did. Dude, it's the first mission. And the American shows up, and Hugh. Hugh hears Fitzgerald say, "You can kill me, but it's still not gonna bring your boy back." I know. And Hugh. The, the the camera just tilts up and it's from Fitzgerald's perspective and you just see Hugh's face and he just has this like this aha moment where he's like this man is fucking right it's not it's it is not going to bring me any closer to replacing my son so what's the next closest thing that he can do he can at least use like frustrations and, and get their 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 problems out on and he floats Fitzgerald down the river, and uh, Fitzgerald gets fucking scalped by the Americans. Which is great. Such a good ending, because getting scalped is pretty god -awful. Isn't that what he did with other people, too? Yes, he scalped yeah, them. Yeah. So. He scalped them for, and, and got their fuck. He scalped, eye for an he scalped eye. the Americans. Eye for an eye. Exactly what he got. Yeah. He, got he had it coming. And then we get to the actual ending of the movie, which some people didn't like, some people did like. I loved it. But he... It's basically Hugh hallucinating, and there's sound, so you know that it's not, uh, you know that 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 it's not just like all made up. You actually yeah. know that like it's Hugh lucid, but like he's like some of it's starting to go. Because to be fair, like he's bleeding out, uh -huh. uh, and he sees his wife. He sees his wife on the cliff, and then the, the cam it, it it shoots back to to Hugh, and Hugh just turns his head, turns his eyes, and looks directly into the camera. That's the very last shot. Is and then it it fades. And it, it doesn't fades. even cut. It, it fades, fades out, and you hear the wilderness in the back. You hear the wind and the blizzard in the background. And the movie ends. I want to ask your opinion on a couple things. What did you think of the ending? The very very end. What did you think? Um, I mean, it's like uh, I guess they went with like the more spiritual ending, I guess. But I didn't mind it. 
I, I, I thought, like, I really think it was cool that he gave them up to the Native Americans. I thought that was cool. They didn't kill them straight up. Yep. Him directly staring into the camera, though. Like, that last shot. What ha- did, like, mean, what did you it, think of that? It's just a striking visual, especially when it's wide and it looks kind of weird. But, um, I don't know. I didn't really think much of It's not, like, a really, like, thought-provoking final shot. It's just a I very nice, nice, like, you know, period on this this uh this movie what what was driving this man for what's basically a month it's basically a month yeah what's driving this man in the movie is solely the ambition to kill him for murdering his son and then he finally like the man dies like like the, the man is dead that killed the son yeah but he's but the man is right Fitzgerald's right yeah because it didn't bring him any more closure you, you have that last shot you have that last shot where he just looks into the camera, directly into the camera, and I get this feeling every time I see that, I get the feeling that he, that he himself realizes, I'm never going to be fulfilled from this, but I have I have to, to move forward. I have to- That look. last shot? The very last shot where he's staring at the camera. I think he found peace. I think he, he, he like, he's just F- like- Finds peace in the fact that he will never get closure. So he's not oh. comfortable where he's at. He just understands, okay, I, I see my wife on the cliff. I mean, I think he found closure. I see my wife on the cliff, and my, my son is dead, and I killed his killer. But at the end of the day, I can't bring my wife or my son back. So I'm just going to have to look ahead and just look forward and realize, okay, what is my point? What is it that I have to do in this world? Because I don't and what, have to, what, I don't what have is to, it to him? What is it? What, what, what's the point of it? I I don't. No, have, I'm asking you. What do you mean? What do you think is his point? I th- I think he's trying to say that that he, he, he is finding. He doesn't know. Doesn't know what. Doesn't know what his point in the world is now. Where does he go from now? Is that what? That's what. Yeah, that's what I think. He doesn't know though. That's what you're saying. I I think I think the the director like Alejandro is trying to make it so that. Even though Hugh like gets the kill, yeah, he has no idea how he's gonna be able to move from this. It's like uh, Finding Nemo when they escape the the dentist office, and they're like in the bags in the ocean. Like now what? Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) What would you give the Revenant? 2015 slash 2016 because it has like that weird Oscar release, limited release thing. Out of ten, and not only is it ten out of ten, glass case, it gets the glass case treatment. Okay, I give it a top shelf. I can't give it a glass case. I just think it's too long for me. What do you think? It's out not of 10? my thing. Out of ten, eight. We talk about a lot of things: <laughs> cocaine, teddy bears. Just for the, the record, MCU. Just for the record, I yeah. can talk about the Revenant a whole lot more. Buffaloes, um, Black Ops. Yeah, thank you, Liam. Um, follow the Three Shelf Podcast Instagram. I do some reels sometimes. Yeah, till next time. Because I don't know, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm not doing schedules anymore. So, until next time. Bro.